we're continuing on in the series leading up to Easter Sunday. Why did he die? We've talked about stopping. We've talked about the wrong way. We've talked about U-turn. And now we're going to talk about yield. Yielding is to give into, as in to give your life to Jesus. Why, why did he die? He died that we would live. But in order for us to live, we need to yield to Jesus. We need to stop from giving our lives to this world, giving it to money, giving it to whatever the media says to give it to, but give it to Jesus. Picture this. Say you are at a grocery store. You're at the register. You're at the clerk. You're ready to check out. But the reason why you are there, because somebody sent you there for something very important that they needed right away. And so you're there. You're ready to check out. And you get to checking out, and they, the clerk is checking everything, and it rings up your total, and you're short in money. There's someone behind you saying, hey, I will help you pay for it. But no, you're thinking, no, I don't know you. I can't let you help me out. I'll just go to the ATM, and I'll come back and get it. And so you put your stuff on the clerk, and the clerk says, you can't leave your stuff here. You got to put it over there. And so he said, fine, I gather my stuff, I put it over here, you're rushing to the ATM. You said, well, the ATM is only 15 minutes away, I can get back in time and be able to get these items to that person in time, right? So you go out to the ATM, you come back to the store, but now there's a long line. And there's no way you're going to make it there on time. And now you're mad. And who are you mad at? Can't be mad at anybody else but yourself. Because there was someone else that was willing to help you to pay for it then. But you said, no, I can do it myself. So I'm going to do it my way. But yet, oftentimes our way is the long way and the wrong way. When it could have been so much simpler than saying, hey, thank you, I'll pay for it, I'm on my way. Well, you say, well, what are you saying, Reverend? I'm saying this, that Jesus is clearly standing right there next to you and telling you how you can get this done. But we're saying, no, I want to do it my way. But now when we do it our way, you come back to that line, and it's a long line. You can't get your groceries. You can't get out in time. Everything is lost. You see, but when we yield to Jesus, we won't be lost. If, you, if, we, yielded, if we humbled ourselves in our pride and gave in to this person, got past the embarrassment that I'm ready to check out. I don't have enough money. I'm ready to check out. I'm looking like a fool. I'm holding up the line. I could have let that person just help me out and humbled myself. But no, we, we want to do it our way. Because why? We think we're going to lose something. I'm going to lose something if I'm going to do this. You're right. You will lose something. Let's turn to Mark, 8th chapter. In the Gospel of Mark, we're going to see Jesus talking about losing something in order to gain something. Because in order for us to gain 
something we have to give up. When you, whenever you want to, say for example, you know, if you want to move faster in your car, you're going to give up more gas in order to move faster. You want to drive at a slower speed, you conserve your gas. So in order to move forward in life, you're going to have to give up something in order to move forward. But oftentimes, what is it that's hindering us from giving up something is what we need to ask. In Mark 8 chapter, starting at verse 34, it says here, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples, also he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. And what? For whosoever will save his life shall what? But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall what? For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and what? For what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whomsoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father and with the holy angels. Let's, let's look at this for a moment. Jesus says that you will lose your life when you try to what? Save your own life for your sake. But yet, if you give up your life for Christ's sake and the gospel, you what? Gain, save your life. You gain life. So let's think about this. What is it that I have to deny in order to follow Jesus? Whoso will come after me, verse 34, deny himself and take up his what? Cross and follow me. What is it that you need to deny within yourself? There's some things that stop us from yielding because I'm, I'm, I'm moving too fast. Oftentimes it's hard to yield in your car when you're going 60 miles per hour. The yield sign come up. You say, I'm not yielding. I'm going to try to speed in front of this car. Yeah, I, I know familiar, how we are familiar with War Memorial Drive right there by the mall, right? And how cars will speed on in and they won't yield. They try to cut in front of you on the traffic. Because why? They don't want to give up their time. I'm, I'm in a hurry to go somewhere, but yet if I get into a wreck, I won't make it there. But yet we're not thinking about the wreck. We're thinking that everything is going to be all right. But yet Jesus says that when you try to live your life for your sake, you're what? Losing it. You see, we're scared of what we already have to lose it. I, I, I'm scared that if I come to church that I might have to stop doing this. Stop doing that. Everybody have a this. So what is your this that you think that you're going to have to give up? Or if I get involved in this ministry, I might have to stop doing this. And so what is that this that you're thinking about? Because if you need to stop doing this, then you probably already know you should be doing it now. You see, we're thinking of things we have to give up in order to make our life better, and, and yet we don't want to give it up. Same way, going back to that grocery store. All I had to do was accept the money, but no, I want to do it as Frank Sinatra, my way. You know, we always want to do it our way, but sometimes our way will be just too long. And sometimes our way is just plain wrong. But yet Jesus is saying, look. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. He wants us to deny ourselves. 
He wants us to come to him. And look, look, Jesus is accepting you as you are. He didn't say, if you want to follow me, you need to go and get new clothes and dress up and get a haircut or, or buy a big house. He says, just follow me, but you just needed to deny yourself. But yet, there's, a, there's something here that says, for whoso will save his life shall lose it, but whoso will lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same he shall save it. See, Jesus is letting us know that there's a greater life with me than there is in this world. Jesus let you know that when you follow my commandments, your life will be a whole lot better than you just follow what the world tells you to do. Jesus is letting us know that, look, I'm standing right here trying to help you out, but yet you're not listening. Why is it so hard? We, we can feel that I'm living a good life. I'm a good citizen. I obey the laws. I, I, I'm doing all right. Won't, won't I make it into heaven that way? Good enough is not good enough. Looking at Matthew 19 chapter, you can see the, the story of this rich man that Jesus is talking to, this rich man, and how he's coming, asking how he can get into the kingdom of God. And Matthew 19 verse 21 says, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect and sell and go sell all that hast to give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure where in heaven... And come and follow me. But this rich man, this rich man said, But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. For he had great possessions. Now, before he heard that, Jesus, he asked Jesus, how can I get into heaven? And Jesus told him, you know, do not commit adultery. Obey your mother and father. And he says, oh, I do all that. I, I'm a good man. Jesus says, well, you need to sell everything that you have. Give it to the poor and then what? Come follow me. Oh, now we had a problem here. I, I, I'm okay obeying the law, but you're trying to come into my personal life here. I, I, I don't want to be personal with you. I just want to be on the outside looking good. You see, you can't live a life just on the outside. Jesus wants to be in the inside. He wants to get all up in your heart. He wants to help you forgive one another and love one another. He wants you to say it's all right and, and turn the other cheek and, and love your enemies. He wants you to do those kind of things. He wants you out there on the highway in the bowers helping the poor and helping the hungry, helping the, the naked. And he says, I want you to do all that. Just obeying my laws is not enough. I want to live in you. I want to commune with you. And so the rich man, the rich man heard this and, and he heard what Jesus said and he went away sad. That's just like some of us that we want to do something that we find out what it takes and we're not willing to give it up. I would have to stop going out late at night in order to do this. I like going out late at night, so forget doing this. Uh, I would have to stop sleeping around because God tells us I shouldn't do that, but I like sleeping around, so I'm going to continue to do this. Uh, I'm going to have to put the bottle down. I like getting drunk. I like the way that makes me feel. It's not a party unless I get drunk. I'm going to stay getting drunk. You see, we put the, these ideas in our minds that this way is so much better in my life, but really it's not. We think we know what's best, but we're killing and destroying our lives. Jesus says, when you live for your sake, you will lose it. But when you live for my sake and the gospel's sake, you save it. What is it that you have a problem giving up? Is it your tongue? 
Is it a lustful eye, a lustful heart? Is it stealing? Is it, is it, is it just gang banging? Is it, is it just, just being just rebellion for no reason? You know, what is it? Because Jesus is waiting on you just to come to him, to yield to him, give in to him. And, and once you get into the traffic, guess what? You're going to be on a smooth ride. It's just like when you go ready, to, if you've never been on an airplane, this is how it is. You go check in. You, when you get on an airplane, you're sitting down, and the stewardess comes up and just lets you know your whole itinerary. Said it's going to be 80 degrees here. When we land, it's going to be about 40 degrees. You might want to bundle up, and uh, we have a storm coming, and we're going to have a little bit of turbulence, but we're going to be all right. We're going to land safely. And so you hear all this, so you say, okay, there's going to be turbulence, there's going to be some trouble on this flight, but yet the, the, I'm trusting the captain's going to what? Land safely. We put faith in this captain who's behind a copy who you have not seen, but you know he's there, but yet there's a God that, that's been existing from the beginning, who made the heavens and the earth, who made his word and has told you where you should go, but instead we want to listen to people. We trust the stewardess. Oh, turbulence. So we just shake. Man, this is the worst ride, but we're going we're gonna to land safely. But yet, when we have storms in our lives, we're ready to give it up. Oh, Lord, you don't know what you're doing. I'm going to try it my way. But yet, Jesus says, just yield. Just deny yourself and follow me. Everything's going to be all right. He's already told you the outcome. You're going to save your life. But no. I have to do it my way. That's why I have bumps on my head. Because I'm hard-headed. My bottom is no longer soft. It's, it's been whooped too much. You see, when we go our way, we get bruises and we get hurt. We get knocked down. But yet Jesus says, I'm going to love you. I'm going to caress you. I'm going to take care of you. I want you to have life more abundantly. So are we going to be like that rich man and walk away sad, willing, I can't give this up? Uh, I'm too afraid what my friends will think about me now if I change now. I've been doing this for too long. I, I just need to get my life together before I do this. When people say, I just need to get my life together what is it that they're trying to get together is what I'm always asking. Because if you're trying to get it together, then obviously, you know, there's something missing. And if there's something missing, you need to find what that missing piece is. And that's when I let them know, try Jesus. I think you tried on everything else, but try on Jesus. He will make it better. The song says, taste and see how good the Lord is. I, I can't tell you how he's going to make you feel, but I can tell you how he makes me feel. But once you try him, you better tell me how he makes you feel. How, how you can see people singing songs and crying. How you can see people uh, upset but yet just rejoicing in God. Because why? They realize that it's not the world that made them. It's not the world that's going to give them anything. But it was the Lord. And God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. So I, I realize that though this world is full of deceit, it's full of treachery, it's full of lies, but God is truth. And his truth will remain the same. So as long as I obey his truth, 
As Jesus is asking us to deny ourselves and follow him. You know, some of us might need to sell our CDs, sell our TVs, sell our books, get rid of this stuff that is bringing us down. Just get rid of it and follow Christ. We, we have all different kind of, you know, there's all these different series, you know, on TV. We may have all those series on DVDs and different movies, but how many Bibles do we have? How many dictionaries do we have? How many Bible commentaries do we have? We want to know more about these characters and these movies and these comic books and these TV shows. But yet we say, Lord, I just need one book about you and, and I don't even look at you every day. But don't interrupt me come Monday night at 7 o'clock. I'm watching my show. You know, or, or don't, don't interrupt me during idol season because I'm watching idol. You know, or the loss is about to start up. I'm going to watch Lost again. You know, I got to catch up on the reruns. You know, we get caught up with these shows and, the, and, and, and know more about these shows than we do about God. But yet Jesus is telling us, deny yourself and what? Follow him. Yield to Jesus. And, and that, now, follow Jesus. You say, well, Jesus hasn't gone through the stuff that I've gone through. Well, I'm going to correct you. If you go to Matthew, fourth chapter, Jesus himself, too, was tempted in this world. Jesus himself was, was, had Satan trying to get him to mess up. But yet Jesus knew that there was something greater. That is better to obey God than to obey the lies of Satan. Matthew 4, chapter, verses 8 through 10, you see Jesus is in the wilderness here, and, and he's being tempted. He was fasting for 40 days, and yet Satan comes again to him. In verse 8, again the devil taketh him to into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Satan is a liar. He's telling you how he will give you all these things if you just follow him. Just, just like when you watch those movies with the, those promoters, right? You know they're no good, but they're telling this artist, telling this spider, if you follow me, I'll make you rich. But really, I'm using you to get what I want. And that's all Satan's trying to do. He's just trying to use you. He don't care about you. He doesn't love you. He don't care if you're successful or not. He wants, he, he, one thing he does care about, he cares if you die. He wants you dead. And that's why I like to say the devil don't like me and I don't like him. And guess what? The feeling is mutual. And so, and, and saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Look at verse 10. And, and then say, Jesus unto him, get thee hence. Satan, for it is written, thou shalt what? Worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. See, Jesus right then and there realized that it's not about you, Satan. It's not about how I look in this world. See, Jesus could have made himself king. He could have gave himself a throne, a mighty palace, and, and been living in a, in a life of luxury. But he realized that I would rather serve. He realized that God made him to be the perfect sacrifice. I, I'm glad that God loved us so much he sent a great example. And that great example was Jesus. And, and if you see in Hebrews, the second chapter, verse 17, you see how much God loved us. He loved us so much that uses this big vocabulary word that I like. It's called behoove. 
Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make rep conciliation for the sins of the people. I'm so glad that it behooved him. And I like that word behooved him because it means this, that he had to. Out of love, he had to. Do you catch this? We say it every time. Jesus did not have to die for me because he loved you. Hallelujah. He had to. Because he loved you, he had to. But yet, all he's asking you is just to yield to him. Give your life to him. He's not asking you to do a backflip a somersault or go buy a whole new wardrobe. He just says, just come to me. Just follow me and, and I will show you, hallelujah, how to live your life. You, you want a life that's full of, of joy and peace? Follow me. You want to see peace in your household? Follow me. You want to see peace in your marriage? Follow me. You want to see peace in your community? Follow me. See, I'm glad that Jesus has set the example. He tells us to love our neighbors, hallelujah, as we love ourselves. And even that, he tells us to love our enemies. And he tells us to forgive and forbear much of one another. So he says, forgive just as Christ has forgave the church. Paul wrote, so when we love the Lord, we love one another. And when we love one another, we sow it in the community. And, 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 and guess what? It starts right here in your heart. It starts right here all by yourself. So I'm glad that the Lord was behooved, that Jesus became flesh, and he walked this earth. And they were trying to kill him, but yet it wasn't until they let him get into the garden of Gethsemane. And they, they tried him and beat him up, and, and, and they tried him and lied on him, spit on him, hit him with a stick. And then they decided to finally hang him on the cross. But yet, while he was hung high and stretched, while he said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I want you to understand that Jesus has forgiven you. We've all messed up. We've all done something wrong. There's no one standing here perfect, but we are made perfect through the blood of Jesus Christ. So when Jesus says, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What is it that you do not want to let go? Let go and follow Jesus. Jesus is hung up there high and he said, Lord, to my spirit I committed to your hands. And he hung his head and he died. And they buried him in the grave. He was there Friday night and he was there Saturday. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. And now he's standing at the right hand of the Father saying, Lord, I, I forgive Calvin Price. I forgive Kevin Kyle. I forgive Samuel Duran because, Lord, I died for them. And they, they confess me. I confess them before my Father. I'm glad that Jesus is confessing our names. But you need to confess him. Do you believe that Jesus is supreme Lord? Do you believe that he is fully man and fully God? Do you believe that he is a perfect mediator that stepped right on in? We were lost in sin, but the middle man stepped right in. Jesus came so that we can live. Are you ready to live? Because you need to forget about yourself. And give your life to Christ. Jesus says this. Deny yourself. And follow me. 
He told it to the rich man, said, you can obey the laws, but if you do not deny yourself and follow me, you're not worthy to be my disciple. So are you ready to follow Jesus? You've come too far. You turn back now. And those that are just ready to get on board, we're ready to run with you. Because as a church, we'll rejoice together and we'll weep together. Because we're family through the blood of Jesus Christ. Every head bowed, every eyes closed right now. If you do not know Jesus, if you are unsure right now, if you're to die today, and you're to spend eternity in heaven, if you're not sure, the Bible says you've confessed with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and risen from the dead. You shall be saved. So if that's you, we want to lead you in this prayer. God knows you, so just repeat this after me. He knows your heart. He knows your mean. Just repeat this after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, that's right, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins, and you rose again on the third day. And I thank you, Lord, for forgiving me for how I have messed up. And, Lord, I'm asking you, and I'm inviting you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. Right now, so with every head bowed and every eyes closed, if that's you that prayed that prayer for the first time, raise your hand if that was you. That was you. God bless you. God bless you. I see you. I see you. God bless you. Right now, here's this prayer for you. If you're looking for a church home and you want to grow and you want to mature and you want to continue to reach your full potential in following Jesus and you're looking for the place and you believe that Zion is that place and Zion wants to be that place, here's our prayer for you and with you. Lord, right now, we pray that you just bless us to join this fellowship, to add on to this church, and, and they will add on to us, and we'll add on to this community together. Have your way with us, Lord. Here we are to be a vessel for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' awesome name, we pray. And Father, right now we pray, Lord, that we let go whatever it is that's hindering us from following you. We give our lives to you. In Jesus' name, we pray to say amen.